Let's get socially deconstructed. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trina Dong. And today we are going to continue some previous conversations about attachment, dating. But the difference today is that we actually have an expert in the house that might be able to clarify some things for us. So we have Jamie Bronstein. She is a relationship expert, psychotherapist, and the host of Love Talk Live on Ellie Talk Radio. Hi, Jamie. Hello. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. But let's start a little bit about you. So you've been a practicing psychotherapist for 18 plus years. Yeah, I think I'm coming up on 20 now, which is crazy. Amazing. You are the relationship expert. Clearly what you are, given to everything I've listened to, the advice that you give, you're so great. What made you go in the direction of love and relationships versus anything else that you could have gone deeper into? That's a really good question. And my only answer is that I popped out into this world knowing that this is what I was going to do because my name in French means I love, j'aime. J apostrophe A-I-M-E means I love, j'aime. So anyhow, I've always loved love. It sounds cheesy, but it's just my truth. And it was my first psychology class, started being obsessed with psychology, graduate school. But to really answer your question, you know, it was really when I started working, I took every client because when you start a business, you just kind of take everybody, you just want business. And I found that the clients that came in that either wanted a relationship and were single or in a couple or going through a breakup or divorce, I just felt alive wrong. So I was like, eventually I was like, this is my brand. These are my clients. This is my work. So I'm just drawn, I'm just drawn to it. Do you still take other clients? I do take other clients. Like for instance, I have some clients and they've brought in family members. So that's also relationships. They've brought in a parent, a sibling. Um, and it's great for me because when I have clients and I don't get to see the people in their lives, it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Who is because that? <laughs> I'm a curious person. So yeah. it's great because I get to see the whole picture. So yeah, anything that has to do with relationships. I don't do like, I'm not specialized in addictions So, you know, I would refer somebody out for things like that, but anything with romantic relationship or any type of relationship issue with any type of relationship, I can, I do. And Love Talk Live, you bring on other experts to talk about all sorts of things. How did you get started on that show? Well, I always say that I could talk to a wall. (laughs) So I love talking. It was like, destined for me to eventually have a radio show. I think since I was little, you know, I've always been doing shows, (laughs) just doing shows around the house when I was little. And um, I actually was an actress when I was younger. I I do love um, using my voice and and entertaining and stuff. So, but really it's, um, it's because I want to be able to share my message and inspire people more than the people that just come and sit on my couch or now sit on my Zoom, basically. Um, And I started also because I am writing a book about manifesting love. And I really wanted to get the, you know, the messages out there and build my platform so that when I eventually do have this book published, people will know about it. So yeah, it's, the show is great. Um, and it's also so cool because every, every week I do have a different guest like you do too. And mm-hmm. it's great to get different perspectives and just to talk about my favorite topics. It's the best. And to learn about things. Well, I don't know how much people beat you on the expert level, but for me, (laughs) I only learn things 
during these episodes. And this one specifically, I think I'm going to learn everything I want to know. I love teaching and I love learning. I, I mean, literally there every day there is something that I learn and, you know, they say knowledge is power and it's true, but it's yeah. not just, it's not just power. It's, I love adding things to my repertoire. It like mm-hmm. makes me excited. So I love learning also. I love it. You guys need to check it out. I will link you to everything that is Jamie. I promise. Thank you. But let's get in to some interesting stuff. So let's start easy and let's talk about ghosting. Okay. So one thing that we were talking about is that ghosting is now seen to some people as an acceptable form of communication. Whereas at the beginning in the conception of this word, we were all appalled by that behavior. But now some people are saying that they would rather get ghosted so they don't have to deal with the verbal words of rejection. What do you think when it comes to, obviously it's a selfish act from the person that's doing the ghosting, right? But what do you think about it actually becoming a part of the dating experience? Okay, so many thoughts and feelings and I need to. Okay, so A, I wish there was this term when I was dating a long time ago because (laughs) it would have been great. You know, my friends and I, it just made, it would make it easier to explain whatever. Here's my, here are my thoughts. The first thing that comes to my mind is that we should not judge a ghoster, okay? Because every situation is so different. I think that depending on the length of the relationship, it actually is okay. I'm just gonna put it out there. That is my opinion. It doesn't doesn't mean it's right or wrong. If you've gone on one or two dates and there's been a ghoster, a ghosting situation, I believe there is nothing wrong with it. Because the truth is you don't owe anybody any explanations. It is sending the message. There is really no need to talk about anything. It's obvious it's just not a match. And there's really not that much invested. I believe it's okay. It saves everybody time, effort, energy, angst. It's just a beautiful, I think it's a beautiful, just easy, nice. Bye-bye. This is meant to be, we're not, we are not to be, we are not meant to be, but this is meant to be the way that we need to end this and move on. Um. I would say if it's been at least three, not just like little dinky, like two minute dates, like three established good dates. After that point, it doesn't need to be a phone conversation even, but a nice, simple text even. I just don't think we're right for each other. You know, something like that. So that is my opinion. I don't think that, I think that in general, let's say more than three dates, in-depth relationship like just disappears right bless their soul I think there is a better way to end things at the same time (laughs) I'm just a big not not judging type of person so that's how I practice in my practice I don't judge my clients um with your first point you're so right because those very short-lived situations it's the same conversation every time right yeah you're really nice but (laughs) Oh my God. So I'm obsessed with Bachelor, Bachelorette, anything Bachelor okay. Nation. Okay. And, or any of these shows, like, like I, it, I cringe when somebody says, you're really amazing. And I know you're going to find somebody like, see that just ghost. Like, yeah. honestly, because that actually hurts more. I think because it's like, I know I'm amazing. That's obvious, but like, you don't need to say that. And cause you're, we're also not going to be together. So just bye. <laughs> yeah. I get really frustrated. 
no, that's so true because you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for them. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm being so kind to you right now. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I get very triggered by that statement. I don't like it. I think we're just not right for each other is so much better because that's what it is, right? You don't have to point any fingers. You don't have to say anything about anything. It is the truth and it's beautiful. And then we move on. Love that. See, so simple. The rest of us are out here racking our brains for millions of hours, but really, you know, the answer is just the simple truth a lot of the time, right? Yeah. And as long as you deliver it in a, in a kind manner, mm-hmm. you know, not like we're not right for each other. I hate you, you know? Yeah. As long as you like in life, when you deliver things in a good manner, it can make such a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I mean, that works for me. I'll take that one. I wouldn't mind getting ghosted after one or two. That's just like the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. We're done, right? I don't want to talk about it. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. However, it's quick. It's done. You can say to yourself, you know what? Rejection is protection. Like maybe this person was a murderer. And so I can avoid that now. Thank you, God, for protecting me. There we have it. No, that's so true. And always say that every time. They were probably a murderer and that'll just make you feel better. Seriously. I had a conversation about why we are so nice to mean people. And that also goes along with friendship, love relationships, and being attracted to mean. Now, throughout that conversation, we pretty much found, me for instance, I'm one of those people, and I found that I basically sometimes get too close too fast, and then am now looking for a way out, but I don't know how to get out of a friendship with someone that kind of had a facade that I believe. And it happens way too often. But the same goes with a lot of people for dating. You start dating someone and then of course you get to know them better and better and better. But when history repeats itself and they continue to be the same type of person that's not good for you, is there anything that we can do to attempt to control how far we get with these types of situations? Yes. Um, First of all, I just want to mention that the definition of psychosis is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's kind of what you're talking about. So what's coming to me with that, that your basic question is, it's about your intuition and it's about checking in with yourself and being really connected with yourself. Mm -hmm. that's how you avoid this cycle. You know, you, you, you have these revelations and it's also, it's about respect, respecting yourself. What do I deserve? What am I getting out of this relationship? It's asking yourself these questions. If I'm getting nothing out of this relationship, except for pain, like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. Why in the world would somebody want to torture themselves? I mean, there are psychological reasons, you know, Come and call, like, call me, set up an appointment. We can get into that and resolve those issues because it happens in life. It's normal. Yeah. It's human. It happens. But it's about, yeah, it's about self-respect and loving yourself. When you unconditionally love yourself, you know your worth, you know what you deserve, whether it's a friendship or relationship, you just wouldn't, it would not enter your mind that you would spend one more second in a relationship that's like that. Right. And when it comes to how we attach to people, attachment styles, is it that easy? So all of the styles, what are they? Secure, avoidant, fearful, avoidant. (laughs) Anxious, disorganized, avoidant, and secure. Right. I'm saying it like that because 
because <laughs> nobody really talks about the, the definitions and everything. Right. So when it comes to things like that, would you say that it has to do with your attachment style? Why no. you continue doing this? Absolutely. Things? Okay. Now I'm getting so excited. I'm getting fired up because yeah. it is really interesting. If you, as a child, had parents that were unreliable or even one parent, you know, like that you just didn't know if they were going to show up or not, you might form this psychological fear of abandonment. Mm -hmm. And so even in a friendship or a relationship where you're not getting treated well, it's almost like I would rather be be with someone and not be treated well than this fear that they're going to abandon me. And some of these attachment styles, some people are borderline, have borderline personality disorder, Mm -hmm which means I hate you, don't leave me because, and that's kind of what I was talking about. So in a relationship, you might get, be getting treated so horribly and you might be treating that person so horribly. I hate you, you know, but deep down there is that fear of rejection. So, or fear of abandonment. So both of them. So you would just kind of stay. And unfortunately, or whatever it is, it is what it is. These things do develop from childhood or just a past negative relationship. So Mm -hmm. I just, I highly recommend that people talk to a professional about this because it is just going to keep on happening in relationships and you're not going to be free from this until you, until you heal. So I encourage it. And it's not the biggest deal. Like, it's not like, Oh my God, I have to go to therapy. Like therapy's fun. No, therapy is essential. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's a gift. I when people don't have a therapist I'm like why you need to go find one almost immediately it's I know I I just said it's fun but I'm just gonna say it again it's fun only because freedom is fun like being free from your unresolved issues free from your past free to move on free to live your authentic life the way Mm -hmm. that you were born into this world before life happened that's freedom and peace and so it's a gift yeah and learning things about yourself that someone else can help you learn instead of rolling over and over and over in your own head, what's going on. That's why. As Oprah says, having aha moments is the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Wait. So you said you love the bachelor and bachelor type shows. Did Can't you watch love is blind? Yes, I did. Okay. I just binged it. Oh my God. So, <laughs> um, Gigi, do you remember her? Uh, she ran off like in the streets. Yes, yes, yes. Give me a little bit more. But she was yes. r- really pretty mean to him throughout this process. Like every episode that we saw after they were out of the pod. So they're in the pod, right? And they're yeah. getting along. They don't see each other. Right. But then when they're now in person at home and life is coming to the point where you're almost having to marry someone, mm-hmm. she's brutal mm-hmm, brutal mm-hmm. brutal and yeah. then she he basically was like I can't take it anymore and then yeah. she got better for like five days and then he told her no and now yeah. they're still together yeah together I found that couple so fascinating because I was watching her and I was like this is childhood this is and she even said like this is the way that I act my family were all really loud and explosive but as I'm watching I'm like there has to be another way Like, don't just, you don't need to accept that this is your behavior for the rest of your life. And you're going to treat the one you love the most so horribly. It is so detrimental. So 
And yes, you'd see her apologize. She'd get better. And I don't know. I haven't followed them, but I'd be curious to see. Hopefully the relationship is more peaceful now. Um, but I think it's, it's unacceptable and it's unfortunate when people have to behave like that very mm -hmm. explosively. However, it's so beautiful and it's a message to that person to do this like anger work and where is yeah. this coming from so that you can heal. So okay. do you think in that situation, if any couple of any kind was in this situation, is the thing that you should do stick around, hope they work on it? Or is the thing to do say, go work on yourself. And if you do, I'll come back. I think it depends on how bad the, let's see, if it's, if it's a violent relationship, of get course. out yesterday, you know, yeah. if it's, not that frequent once in a while no hand is laid on anybody and it's just a tiny bit explosive and then the person acknowledges it that's the most mm -hmm. important thing if they can own up you know instead of saying no i i should be acting this way that's the big thing also if they're empathetic and they have remorse um and you feel like there is that deep deep love then you can you know stick around do the work um i just want to mention that Behind anger is pain and behind pain is sadness. And I say this to my clients, I have couples and one of them is really explosive and, and I say it to both of them. They might in the moment get a little uncomfortable because I'm calling them out on this, but mm -hmm. they always say, you know what, you're right. So I would just like to offer that to people also that any type of anger, um, you know, do the work to get to really what the root is, but it also depends on the couple, on the person, mm -hmm. your gut intuition, is this worth staying in? You know, yeah. I think anything, if it's not violent is worth at least giving that person a chance to see if they can change. There we go. That's very interesting because we all watch these things, right? And we're judging. I would never do that. I would never stay in this. I would leave him right away. I'd punch him in the face, <laughs> whatever it is. But the truth is, is that if you're really in something and it's not catastrophic, that you probably should give it some effort, right? I love that you just said that because just <laughs> anything in life, in, unless you're in the situation, yeah, you have no idea what you would do. So many times in life, people are like, how the did I get here? Like, I, I'm going through this. This is a, this is a problem and life issue that I'm dealing with. Like mm -hmm. I'm. I manifested this person in my life. How did this happen? Me? But it does. And so, yeah. and then you realize you're like, oh, now I shouldn't be judging all those other people that are in that situation. So, right. Yeah. Especially because you're going to be in maybe worse situations <laughs> than what they were in. Like you have to also remember that you're not perfect. And I have to remind myself when I'm watching these shows because love is blind. Right. I was screaming. I oh, didn't get it. But when I saw them back together at the reunion, it looked so real that I was like, okay, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Stay there. You're right together, you know? And that's the thing. Like so many, I, I've been watching a lot of Married at First Sight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just discovered. So did I a few months ago. Yes. I, I think I've watched five seasons now or something like that. It's so totally. amazing. <laughs> so amazing. And what's these people are so explosive and then, but they're also so good at certain times. And I'm like, can't you just stay in that place? Nothing's perfect, mm -hmm. but like, they're like, not no. go to the explosiveness, <laughs> but the yeah. explosiveness is because of their unresolved issues. 
need to acknowledge, need to own up, need to work and work together. What do you think about the professionals on that show? You don't have to give, obviously, no incriminating comments, but do you think that there should be some sort of couples therapy along with this since it's such a quick process and hard to understand? Or do you think it's better that the beginning is worked out alone? No, I do like that they have the support of the professionals. Mm -hmm. I will say that it was very interesting. I'm fascinated by this. It was the Boston episode, Boston Uh one, where one of the therapists ends up with the guy, one of the guys. Yes. Yeah. So, and I knew that before I watched it. So it was so cool to watch it, to be like, Ooh, does she like him? Who (laughs) started this? Is she watching? I don't think there's anything wrong with the fact that they ended up together, Yeah. Um, but it is very interesting. I will say that particular person, that therapist, it was interesting um, with that particular couple. She got a little unprofessional. She didn't really act like a therapist where she was very angry and kind of mean to the girl of Mm -hmm. the, the couple of the guy that she ends up with in real life. Um, I thought it was interesting. There were two instances. There was another therapist that um, got very angry at one of the couples, the girl and the couple, because she, the girl stormed off and she was like, get back here, act like an adult or something. And I was like, therapist, once again, we don't know unless we are in a situation, of but course. I, as a therapist, you have to separate like how you would act in real life with when you're being a therapist. And Therapists are human. Everybody's had their moments. I'm not judging. I'm just stating these facts that that's what happened. And of course it's on camera, you know, like, so, yeah. but I, I do think it's amazing that they have, I do think it's good that they have this support. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, and I'm glad that they help the world, all of us that are watching kind of explain what's going on. So when someone is in an argument or there's been an extensive argument that they now have to intervene. Oh, what's the woman's name? She's the one that I like, the sociologist. I'm obsessed with her. Dr. Popper. Yes. She's like, well, this is happening because, 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 oh my gosh, thank you for clearing that up because now it makes sense. And it does take a little bit of the judgment away once you understand how deep some of these things are. Yes. Yeah. And I think for people that are interested, like, I mean, I think it's so interesting also. So, and there's so many different relationship styles married at first sight. What a learning experience for all of us. Okay. Moving on. So earlier this week, I actually did um, a short story time episode about an online, a mini online dating trauma that happened to me recently. And I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Um, I won't re-say the whole thing, but basically I rejoined um, a dating site after a very long time. Mazel like, tov. Very long time. Thank you so much. So I talked to this guy and he's nice, but he was not someone that I would have probably spoken to in real life if I had met him like at a bar or something. Okay. And his third comment to me was, do you only wear sweatshirts? Because basically my photos are in very casual clothing. And so we got into it. I was happy that we got into an argument. This guy was a jerk, but I really realized that my level of sensitivity is so high that I am certainly not ready (laughs) to be on a dating app at this time. What do you think for all of the people that are either recently single, single 
you know, by choice, is there a method to preparing yourself to get ready for dating? Okay. Let's just talk about you for a second. Yeah. He was, he's a bad egg. Okay. He's a lemon. Yeah. Okay. Don't, I don't want this to dissuade you from staying on the apps and sticking in there. Okay. Most of the guys are not assholes. Okay. This was somebody he has his, he needs to be mean because he's insecure for his own things. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. He's acting like this to everybody. He's not a nice person. Okay. He has work to do. So right. please, I hope that you stayed on, please stay on. This is not a big problem. Please stay on. Okay. For you or anybody yeah. who is dealing with this judgment of somebody else, this is actually an opportunity to shift into, you know what? I'm just owning who I am. I'm mm. owning who I am. Thank you for the feedback. Maybe I'll add a picture where I'm not wearing a sweatshirt. Maybe I'll add one or two if I, if I choose to, if I want to. However, I am going to be me and the right guy is going to love me unconditionally for everything that I am. With that said, first impressions are important. Yeah. So we, at the same time, we don't want a guy who could potentially be like a really good match for you to misinterpret the sweatshirt as you don't care about yourself or how you look, which is not the truth. Right. So that was a part of it. And when he explained himself about why he explained it in a dickish way, obviously, but if it was explained in a different way, I would have gotten it because I too would look at someone's photos and if they're well-dressed to me, that's an extra point. Right. Right. And so I did get it in general. Uh, But I was just so sensitive about how it was done that it got confusing. Yeah. But anytime we get triggered in life, it's like, thank the universe for bringing this guy to you because this yeah. is everything's an opportunity. I'm going to work on this so that I don't get triggered in the future. And how I work on this is my self love. Yeah. It's yeah. getting past any barrier that's preventing me from loving myself, like negative stories. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not deserving of love. Whatever these stories are in your mind, you make those shifts. Yeah. And you know that you've healed when you don't get triggered by that same thing in the future. Right. See, so good. I will, I will do these things and I will listen to you because I trust you at this point. <laughs> and to, thank you. And to yeah. answer your question about like globally, you were asking if yeah. people are single. Yeah. So people are, if people are newly single or single by choice, just out of fear, probably. Right. I think one of your, Instagram posts. What did you say about fear or love? Is that what it was? Yeah. Well, everything goes down to fear and love. Yeah. It's either fear. So you go from fear to faith, fear to love. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say someone is just uh, afraid of dating for whatever reason. So they're single by choice. How does, you know, one get themselves ready, but is self-love the answer to that? Pretty much. And also it's believing that it can happen for you. Yeah. And being able to visualize it can happen. This is all part of like the manifestation process. Setting that intention. It's it's having the willingness, you know, to to put yourself into the fire. You know, yeah. it, it's about being alive. Do I really want to live my life or stay small? No, I want to live. We are on this planet for such a short amount of time. I actually just wrote this article um, for Positively Positive. Anyhow, about, I think it was called... It literally was published today. New year, new you. How do you choose to live your life? Like just 
live. And the fear of getting hurt, another thing that I would say is the universe gives you what you focus on. So if you're focused on the fear that you're going to get hurt, you will get hurt. Right. So focus on the truth and win in your own dream and fantasy that things are going to work out for me because the universe has my back and I'm supported and loved. So I'm going to put myself out there and be vulnerable because it's the only way to get to love. I can't wait for your manifesting love book to come out. <laughs> when can we expect that? Can I read it tomorrow? Um, oh my God, I will definitely send you a copy. And this is why I get so excited because the things in this book are life-changing. It's for women who want to manifest a man. So these girls yeah. are going to read this. I wish I had this book. I'm just saying that, okay? Yeah. Time. But these girls are going to read this, identify things and get very excited and then go out and manifest a man, period. And live it, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of that, we have a couple listener questions for you. Oh, fantastic. So the first one, how do you tell the difference between honeymoon love and true love? And I think we can equate maybe honeymoon love to like puppy love, right? Right. Um, My answer is time. (laughs) Okay. Only time. I mean, there is going to be that initial crush honeymoon phase or literally, you know, just going on all these dates and everything and you should date forever regardless however um yeah only time when you get when you get into that groove of this is a real relationship then you know the difference i do believe that you can you the spark never has to die though my parents have been married for almost 50 years yeah they are so in love so mm-hmm. it does exist mm-hmm. and if after this honeymoon phase you kind of feel like blah for a long time, it's not the right relationship. Or do the work to see maybe there are things to mix it up. But at the same time, if after the work, use your intuition. I mean, always use your intuition. Sure. After the work, if it still feels like it's not right, then it's not right. All right, next one. What do you think about married couples living separately? I just got a pit in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. No, I don't. I'm not judging whatever works for people. Right. So I, I, I hate judging. I'm just going to say my opinion. It's not something that I would want for myself. Like yeah, being married, the, the special thing about marriage is that you do live together and you're part of each other's lives in that way. It's different than a friend, a friend you don't live with, but your spouse you live with. But seriously, whatever makes people happy is mm-hmm. all that matters. I guess that's kind of like, a closer long distance relationship. Yeah. Maybe yeah, is how maybe. we can see that one. Yeah. Or like the way that you lived before you guys were in a committed relationship and lived together. Yeah. But then I guess it's like, why be married? Why not just be boyfriend and girlfriend? Mm. But yeah. once again, they're happy. I am so Whatever happy works. for them. I'm so happy for them. Seriously. <laughs> Genuinely. Okay. The last one. And I love this question. I'm a woman dating a man. 12 years younger than me and we get judged for that a lot he's 24 and I'm 36 my friends are all concerned that he's not serious but from my perspective he is although we've never had the conversation because it's still early in the relationship how long should I wait to have a serious conversation about what his intentions are I wish I knew how long they've been together do you have any idea uh, she said still early. Okay. So let's guess. Let's go under a year. 
probably. Okay. But I feel like first few months is different than like eight months. Okay. So let's go with first few months. Got it. Okay. First few months, earliness, where you're still establishing this foundation. Um, I think wait till at least six months. Okay. We'll just say wait till at least six months. But if you're past that, then go for it. And in terms of like, of what your friends think, what you think, once again, everything goes back to intuition. Mm-hmm. You're the only one in this relationship. If you feel in your heart that this guy is legit and is making you happy and you guys have a mature relationship that's filled with loving each other unconditionally, there's no judgment. You have, you're able to communicate in a, an amazing way, you know, great mm-hmm. communication skills. Then there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. And it's it have no attachments to the outcome when you actually have this conversation, meaning mm-hmm. that you guys are either going to be together or you're not. It's either meant to be or it's not. So have the conversation in a mature manner and see what he has to say. Well, thank you to the listeners for asking these questions. I'm glad that she got to answer them for you because I feel, again, like the simplified, honest, real answers are coming from you. And that's what we need. Thank you. I like to be as simple as possible. Sometimes I talk a lot, but I like to be articulate. Here's the truth. Let's move on. Life is beautiful. Perfect. And to hear everything that Jamie has to share, which I suggest you do. See, I even remembered the love and fear. Yes. You're going to get stuff from her content. So please go follow her. What is your Instagram? My Instagram is the relationship expert. However, it's just the letter X, not the EX and expert. So the relationship letter X P E R T at the relationship expert like that. Perfect. And then where can we listen to love talk live? Yeah. So love talk live is on LA talk radio. It's on the LA talk radio website and app. It's also on Apple Podcasts. Um, and it's on my website, therelationshipexpert.com, spelled out the way expert is regularly spelled. And if anyone asks, how are you taking new clients? Yes. So I'm running a special. I'm offering mini sessions, complimentary free mini sessions, 30 minutes. Reach out to me via my website, Instagram. You can email me at jamie, the relationship expert at Gmail. And it's remember J A I M E, like Jim, mm-hmm. Jamie, the relationship expert at Gmail. Guys, don't miss out on that opportunity. Did you say complimentary? Yes, a complimentary consultation, 30 minutes. Run, don't walk. <laughs> Guys, do you know what complimentary means? That means free. <laughs> So get that first one, pay her the next ones, because I guarantee it'll be so helpful. Thank you so much, Jamie, for coming on today. I had so much fun talking to you. Thanks for the interview. It was so much fun. Absolutely. And listeners, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Let me know what you think. And we will see you next time.